Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in two exciting verses today, studying Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, unknowable and incomprehensible. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul seems to be concerned that the Ephesian believers did not know the importance of Christ's love for them. I think we all could be equally concerned. Can we say that the love of Christ constrains, compels, and controls our lives, like we read in 2 Corinthians 5.14? Do we walk in love towards others because of Christ's love for us, like we read in Ephesians 5.2? Are we willing to be crucified with Christ because Jesus' love for us uh, gave himself to us, like in Galatians 2.19 and 20? The greatest and most important commandment of all is that we love the Lord with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. As God sheds his love on our hearts, it enables us to love others. Loving others is the best way to express our love for God. Just as God encourages us to forgive as we're forgiven, we need to love as we are loved. He says, what is the breadth and the length, the depth and the height of God's love? How big is your God? How big is your God's love? If you had to describe God's love with exact dimensions, how wide would you make it? How long? How high? How deep? A peek at God's creation may be a good place to start. God's love is wider than the Grand Canyon, longer than the circumference of the earth, higher than the farthest galaxy, and deeper than the ocean. And that is just the start. How wide? For God so loved the world. How long? We are chosen from the foundation of the world. How high? We are blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. How deep? God reaches all the way to the depth of our hearts to save us from our sin. Paul wants us to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. How can you know something that passes knowledge? We can experience God's love, even though we may never fully understand the extent of his love for us. Paul's burden was that believers would do all they could to perceive God's love, be aware of God's loving hand in their lives, and observe for themselves just how much God loves them. We cannot earn God's love. God's love is not for sale. We cannot win God's love as a prize for doing good deeds. God chose to love us, and that is that. He loves us when we are good, and he loves us when we are bad. His love is not conditional on our faithfulness or our unfaithfulness. He just loves us, no strings attached. Now, once you know it, you know it. You may ignore it, reject it, or pretend that you have never experienced it. But once you know that God loves you, such love will either comfort your heart or convict your heart, depending on how you're responding to God's love at the time. Listen closely and let these classic passages seep into your heart as a reminder of our Lord's unconditional love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the payment or the propitiation for our sins. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We love him because he first loved us. I love the way John MacArthur explains that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. He says it this way, quote, A person filled with rage is totally dominated by hatred. A 
person filled with happiness is totally dominated by joy. To be filled up to all the fullness of God, therefore, means to be totally dominated by Him, with nothing left of self or any part of the old man. By definition, then, to be filled with God is to be emptied of self. It is not to have much of God and little of self, but all of God and none of self. Here Paul talks about the fullness of God. In 4.13, it's the fullness of Christ, and in 5.18, it's the fullness of the Spirit. Amen and amen. Well, our time's up for today. I hope you enjoyed the study. If you want more information about the Christian camp called The Wilds of the Wilds in New England, or you want some Bible study helps, go to ranhumble.com, and I hope that you have a good day.